opportunities are flying by us every single day. And it's our job to take these opportunities and go for it. And that's what this session is all about because you and I, we're going to interview a gentleman named Luke Murphy. He's a man with great integrity. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's at a very young age. He's recently been on Amazon Prime in a business documentary. And we're going to interview him to find out exactly how he's been so, so successful and then use those insights to propel our businesses forward. So let's enjoy this. Let's interview Luke Murphy. Let's do it. Luke Murphy, I am here in the presence of a TV star. Thank you. You've been you, you've been on you've been on a TV show. I Amazon have. Prime. Amazon Prime. Business as unusual. Business as unusual. It was, uh, it was magnificent. It was fantastic. It was the, the, the amazing thing of that show is it, it covered like eighteen months. It wasn't just like a quick six week film. It really was a good chunk of our lives, you know. So it was eighteen months during lockdown. Yeah. So it started just before lockdown. Right. Then the lockdown came. And that put a spell in the works, and uh, it really became exciting then. Yeah, well, I'm sure it did. Let's just confront an elephant in the room, by the way, because you, when your hand was on the table, it was shaking a little bit. Yeah. And that's not because you're nervous, is it? No. It's, it's, uh, so this is the Parkinson's. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm 41 now and uh, diagnosed at 36, 35. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a challenge. And, and just look, for, for anybody watching, every time I meet you, I'm quite moved. I feel honoured to be, be in your company because of the story that I know about it, but you run a business called Integrity Cleaning, and this is not about Integrity Cleaning, but on here, it actually says, UK Business Awards, Entrepreneur of the Year. So despite your conditions, you have grown and grown your businesses. Despite, absolutely. And talk us through the challenges that you've been through as you've grown your business. The challenges, I mean... For me, every, every morning, every day is a challenge, all through the day. So I have challenges all the time which I have to overcome, physical and, and mental and psychological and all sorts of things. But that puts you in a positive mindset. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about dopamine. You know, dopamine gives you that real yeah. great kick and that get up. And the ironic, ironic thing about Parkinson's is it's lack of dopamine. That, that's what it is. It's yeah. a lack of dopamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your brain does not produce as much dopamine. So then I have to think to myself... You know, this is why a lot of people with Parkinson's are like this, and they're feeling sad for themselves and so, and they can't express themselves. It's shorter dopamine. Uh, so, and I just for everybody listening, now dopamine is that, it's that hormone, yeah. That is it a hormone? Uh, dopamine is something that your brain makes to then. It's chemical. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, rewind that on here. So, dopamine is a chemical that you produce that makes you feel good. It makes you feel excited about. Get something. up and go. A drive. That's right. And the opposite, and, and you make it when you're asleep, your brain makes it when you're asleep. So when you have a short night or, you know, not a great night's sleep, you're lacking dopamine in the morning, that's where you're feeling a bit like, oh, you know, that's part of the reason. So, so the natural thing with Parkinson's is that becomes your life, right? And your, your lack of energy, lack of drive, lack of goals and things. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's the ironic thing is, you know, um, something that I'm lacking, I actually have to push forward to try and reach for every bit I've got. I often say to people, I say, look, I may only be able to do 30% of what the average person can do, but I'll make sure I do each of those percentages to 100%. Okay? And, and I do it really well. And I try my hardest. And obviously, the people around me help me to achieve that. All right, so there's two things that you've said there. Well, you said, I can only do 30% of what the average person does. But what I make sure is I do each of those percentages 100%. So you believe, you believe in going for it and doing it really well. Yeah. What's the... What's the key to going for it, to doing things at 100% then? So, you know, one thing about life is we, you know, we, people have things that they're naturally good at. I'm a true believer that you shouldn't brag or boast about the things which are natural. That may be music, it may be like uh, good looks, maybe you're tall, maybe you're good at speaking, whatever. You shouldn't brag about those things. What you can, what you can brag about is your choices in life and your decisions and, and, and your work ethic, okay? Those are things that we can brag about. Every morning for me is a challenge. I have two choices, we all do. You can either stay in bed or you can get up. The difference for me is my, my decision to get up involves moving, which I can't, okay? So I'm frozen and my fingers are cold and, you know, uh, so 
I have every excuse really to not, but I have more reason to because I know that in, in, in breaking through that pain barrier, yeah, it takes 15 minutes and it's like it's not very nice and stuff. But ultimately, when I get to my feet, then I get that seven steps to my bedroom door. And uh, by, the time I won, by the time I reach my bedroom door, I feel like I won a national award every morning. Okay. So one, when I've done that, then I can walk into the shard, as I said, and get, get the job, get a contract as I did, <laughs> and the Heron Tower, and the Amazon Distribution Centre, and so on. This isn't bragging, this is just basically using what you've got. And ultimately, it's a case of, so you, you just, you, you, turn your, you, you turn your weakness and your challenges into strengths, okay? Make no excuses. So do you brag about your choices? Because that's what you're saying there, brag. Choose I, to brag about your choices my, and decisions. Yeah, I'm proud of my effort and your effort and anyone else who makes an effort in life and the choices that you make. You go this way and go that way, you know? It's, 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 uh, it is what it is. And ultimately, too many people uh, go the easy route and make excuses. And then we end up going into line because the easiest thing of society is that you just go into line you just end up getting a job and you just put, try and pay the bills and just do enough to achieve, to survive. Um, but uh, the, the real people are those who st step out uh, and, and say, this is my goal. The, the great thing is we're here in Canary Wharf, which is really fantastic because when I was diagnosed with Parkinson's, yeah, my company got rid of me, bank and so on. I was sent to the job centre. And on the third floor of the, of the job centre, I said to them, I don't want to take benefits, I want to start a company. I want to start a company and I want to employ the people downstairs, the unemployed. And I said, and I looked out the window to Canary Wharf and I said, and I want to clean those towers, okay, these ones down here. Now, because I'm a big believer that you always set your eyes on the goal. And here I am in my goal, looking back. And if you look that way, you can see Bromley Jobs Centre roughly. You can, yeah, straight out there. Yeah. And so my decision, my choice that morning was, do I just line up? Keep in line at that job centre, which I didn't. I actually got out of line, and I went through to the enterprise sort of section, and I just basically broke out of that box, which I was put into. I, was, I refused to lay down, and you know what? I started actually, fun enough, with Action Coach uh, a few months later. Sorry, I should say, nine months later, I was cleaning 7,000 Canary Wharf, and we're now cleaning some tasks over there. It was great driving here, you know, because I'm driving past. I won't list the developers, but they're pretty big. And seeing all these, all these buildings that we're in, I've got cleaners in there doing a great job, they're earning well, you know, I believe in looking after people, paying them well, uh, making a difference. And we, we, we clean apartments, I mean, we clean over a million square, square feet of uh, apartments every, every, um, every year, uh, new build, construction ones. And uh, th those, are setting up, those are setting up the future for people to live in and to aspire and to do great things themselves, so it's really great. Uh, so at the right at the moment, we've got people, you know, we've got... Uh, some posh restaurants that we're cleaning, we've got some big buildings, and we're, we're, we're hitting London, you know, which is my goal and my dream, and here I am, looking back, talking to you. So you believe in dreaming big? I believe in dreaming big. I, you know, the only, the only way... F the, the, in life, you know, like I say, you have choices, and you can either look down if you're feeling depressed or low, self-esteem, you look across, which is what a lot of people do, or you can look up. And it's when you look up that you see great things. I wouldn't have found these towers, which were cleaning if I wasn't looking up. Okay. So, um, you know, and, and I looked at these things, 41 stories high, three of them, or, sorry, three of them, there's seven of them on that site, and I thought they need to be cleaned. It was a bit naive, <laughs> but that's what they do. These big developers then put you into boxes, make you feel like you're, you're not, you know, unless you're a big company yourself, you can't, you can't serve them. But uh, I believed, and I, I, I literally walked straight over the road, and I walked in, and I got checked out, and I went around the side, and went in again, found the guy with the biggest desk, I went straight to him, and uh, you know, nine weeks later, tenders, uh, presentations, we want, we want to clean the biggest uh, construction site in London at the time. Two things I really like what you said. Um, let's go with the first one. So, a good friend of mine called Frank Dick, he actually says, when you're recognising people, recognise the endeavour, not the result. And you also said brag about, you didn't say the word endeavour, but you were saying brag about your choices and your hard work and your effort and not the, not the results, which is really cool. And the other thing I really like there is you've got two choices. You can look down or you can look up. Yeah. And that's part of vision, isn't it, looking up? It's, it's, you, you've got to look up. You know, the, the thing is you can walk past a lot of opportunities if you're not looking up, if you're not looking out. You know, I mean, often people say opportunities are nowhere, 
and I was potentially put that to, put together with that. Opportunities is nowhere. But if you knew, move the K across, it's opportunities is now here. Simple as that. I love that. Opportunities is now here. It's all about another perspective. Yeah, and if you're not looking up, you might miss them. You can't see them. You will miss them. You'll walk past them. You might even walk in there to use the loo or the cafe and then you walk out again. You know, I, I just look for the biggest stuff. Have you ever missed opportunities? I'm sure I have. But, uh, you know, we're not perfect, but um, <laughs> I try and see as many as I can. Yeah. And I certainly don't use myself as an excuse for not achieving them. You know, like I say, when, when, when I wake up and go, go through what, to be honest, I mean, we talk about waking up. Parkinson's is, is uh, there's about 37 different side effects. Each one of those would be enough for someone to think, oh, you know what, you know, like weakness in your right hand or memory loss or whatever else, you know. So you potentially have lots of things that can go wrong through the day, but you don't dwell on them, let it happen, move on straight away. Don't dwell on them. When the phone rings and someone says, how are you doing, Luke? I'm great, how are you doing? You don't say, oh, you know what, I just basically, you know, dropped much class or spilled drink or... Um, there's a good saying, there's no point crying over spilled milk, okay? I spill my milk lots, <laughs> okay? And I never cry, okay? I just try and inspire other people to do great things and to see what they can do. Find the best in people best in myself let's work together you know being an entrepreneur for me is not saying that you're great it's actually saying that you have act like a hub a nucleus that attracts great people those great people do the great stuff why did you choose the word integrity in your business so once i knew that uh, cleaning was what i wanted to do um because of the opportunities because it's, it's the lowest of the low i thought i can i can shake it up with Parkinson's, you know, and shaking all the time, shaking but not stirred. But the the thing is, I, I why did I choose integrity? I, I basically did research in names, and I spoke to cleaning companies. I spoke to companies which had cleaners, and I kept on asking them, "What do you look for in a company?" Because I was doing research to find out what sort of company did people want, not what did I think they wanted. Um, and the word that kept on coming up again and again was the word integrity, and I thought I have to implement that into my name. Okay. I wasn't big enough and proud enough to not use a word of what I do, I cleaning, okay? I didn't want to call it, like, Luke Murphit, because as much as it's a nice name, it doesn't tell people what I want to do. I want people to know straight away, but it's important that we, do, you know, we're not just integrity cleaning, but we clean with integrity, and all our guys know that. It's a really nice story, that, isn't it? So you did some research, and the, the one thing that came back that everybody wanted was that you do what you say you're going to do or you've got integrity. What do they mean when they say integrity or what do you mean when you say it? The word integrity means doing the right thing even when no one's watching. Doing the right thing, you know, because often we do things to please people, we do things to try and get um, you know, some reaction from someone and sometimes we don't, we don't do the right thing when we know no one's watching. Well, the truth is you do things when people are watching, you do the right things when they're not watching and that is integrity. I love that quote. Yeah. Do the right thing even when no one is watching. And that's, that's not easy to do, that. No. Because you can let yourself off the hook, can't you? Yeah. You can take shortcuts. Yeah. But you don't take shortcuts. No. We, we don't cut corners, we clean them. <laughs> Have you got a pun for everything? <laughs> yeah. Have you got I mean, uh, the thing, yeah, I, I try and talk with seriousness, but also with an element of fun. Because ultimately, life's too short to take life's too serious. I mean, yeah, okay, obviously my face is, doesn't react quite as I feel inside. I'm not Tigger really, but, you know, probably leveled me up a little bit. But, uh, you know, when it comes to poker at 5am, I'd be a good, uh, good ambassador there, I think. You know, you can't read my face. Yeah, yeah, you're a good poker player then. Well, I could be. Yeah, you could be, hey, at 5am. Well, are you awake at 5am or are you were asleep at that time? Uh, no, I normally wake up at 6.30, right. take the children to the bus stop and uh, crack on from then. The thing is, um, sometimes, you know, I don't want to talk about Parkinson's and stuff, but just so to help people understand, because we have challenges and things. Um, so it goes in waves where you're good at walking, you're not so good at walking. You know, things that go up and down and so on through the day. There was a day three weeks ago where I really needed to make it to an appointment and I couldn't get my shoes on, I just couldn't get them on, okay? And I needed to get the shoes on. And I just couldn't. I couldn't get my fingers in, couldn't hook it around. Just, you know, these little movements just couldn't do. 
And it was a kind of like a case of like a, you know, do I, there's no one there because often family might help me or whatever. I was on my own. So what did I do? I looked for something which normally people cause the rubbish and I got it here, brought it with me. What's this? That's a piece I of went cat. to the bin and what normally people chuck away, I use as a shoe lever. This got my shoe on, okay? Domino's pizza card. I'm going to give you that as a present. Uh, yeah, that, love memento. That enabled me to get my shoe on, go to a meeting, which was to clean 800 apartments, almost half a million pound contract. That is an important, an important thing. So you, the, the littlest things that we can all take for granted are the biggest challenges to you. You know, in the morning, I'm happy when I get my socks on. I'm happy when I get my shoes on. These things make me very happy because I feel like I've accomplished a great thing for me. Um, but even the simplest of things are a challenge sometimes. So when you get it, yeah, I'm rocking. You know, I, I'm here now. I actually got myself dressed and stuff and, you know, drove, obviously. So all these little things. I don't need a Ferrari to make me happy. I would be very happy with a Ferrari, but I don't need, you know, I'm, I'm happy with, with people. I'm, I like making people happy. I like passing my dreams across and using what I have. To make it to ease other people's pains, uh, and I think if everyone can do that, that makes the world a better place. I just love the fact that you brought this. I just it, it sort of got me a bit emotional when you said it. Yeah. I think you got a bit emotional when you said it. Yeah, well, because I, I I was a bit like that. I mean, I was like someone who was rejected in society. Oh, this guy's got Parkinson's. Let's make him redundant. Let's take his company car off him. I was going to be sent to job centre. I'd then be on benefits and I'd sit on a chair and sort for myself every day. Highlight of the day, having your tablets, you know. But instead, I took myself out of the bin and I made myself someone to accomplish my dreams and my goals. And consequently, since that day when I did that, I've helped 237 mothers back into work, earning well, 37 fathers, check, um, made, sec, made cleaning sex. I mean, who, who normally talks about cleaning companies, right? There's 33,000 of us in the UK, but people talk about integrity cleaning. Not because cleaning is exciting, but because of the stories and because of the things we achieve and accomplish. I've got cleaners who, whose husbands have got like challenges, they can't work and things, and they're, they're the breadwinner. And I'm proud that they, as a cleaner, they can earn good money. They earn better than the people that they clean for. Yeah, you're an amazing man. I mean, you're making me reflect on that documentary, actually, because the, the documentary, you do, you do get a little bit of a, a view into your life, don't you? Yeah. You get to see what it's kind of like. A little bit. Be behind the scenes, yeah. some of the challenges that you go through. Um, one thing that you said, because I've interviewed you before, it was a remarkable interview, actually. And I don't know whether you did this at the Shard, but you did talk about making a decision and going for it, especially in sales. And you give an example yeah. of walking in to a building, seeing where you're going and just going there. Normally people look for the security man. Oh, I need to make an excuse. And so just walk past him. Ignore him. He's a nice guy, but ignore him. He's not, he's, he's, not your, he's not the person with the money, the authority, or the need. You know, He's there to stop bad people. I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. I've got a solution for that place, which is fantastic. First thing you need to do is walk straight in, absolutely. Raise a blade, straight down the line. Don't make excuses. Too many people, salespeople, you walk around London, you walk around any city in the country, there's lots of salespeople walking out on the pavement thinking, how am I going to go in there? Walking up and down, pacing down, what should I say, what should I, you know. Just what, you, you know, be authentic, be yourself, love the person that you're going to, do the best you can for them, offer the best they can have, and, and be proud of what you got, you know. And, and when you go in there, make sure that they realise that they've got some challenges and they're not getting 100% of whatever they think they've got. And you can go in there and improve their life and their business, save them money, and hopefully you can inject, in my case, some integrity into their business. That's a really good little short snippet of how to sell, isn't it? What you just said there. Or be authentic, be yourself, be proud of what you got. You know, make them realise that they've got a few pain points that they can, or they, they, they can get a little bit more out of what they've got. And mm. but look, just be proud of yourself. I, I think that first principle of making a decision and going for it. I mean, that's what you do. You, what did you say? Razor blade, like a razor blade in. That's right. Don't dilly-dally about. The guy in a small business, normally the owner will be at the till. You just walk straight down there, you know? And you might need to bypass a few people in the queue so you can get through to the thing. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, I mean, I used to go into, because into, I used to be new business sort of thing. Um, 
And I used to go into so many sales meetings and come out with multiple sales. They didn't even know how much they were going to pay. They didn't talk about money. They just loved what we were talking about. The solution. What is money to a business that's making money, really? Yeah, okay, the monthly direct debit might be £33 instead of 22 or something. Well, big deal, you know. If, they, if that business is really going to quibble over £9 a month direct debit, then they should shut down now, okay? What I can do, in that case with, with finance and things, was to get a, was to get a, um, a chip and pin machine into the business, you know, and the right one, multiple, and give them a solution. Don't worry about the money, it doesn't matter what it costs. It'll be a better one, looks better, cut your, cut your, cut your cues down. But you might have, I mean, like now obviously we're selling contracts and we're selling the whole concept of doing things on time and helping them to achieve their targets, helping our clients to get over the line, make them look good, make them feel good. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's all, it's all new again. But ultimately, when a client's talking about cost, it's because they don't understand the value. They don't understand the value of what they're getting. They don't understand, you know, you, I, haven't done my job properly if all they can talk about is cost. I, I like that story, you know, that what we do is we help them achieve the targets, we help them do this and that. It reminds me of the NASA story with President Kennedy. Yeah. You know, he walked in and it was late on a Friday evening and President Kennedy said to a janitor that was mopping the floor, what are you doing here this evening, sir? And this is 1962 and, and, he, and he said to President Kennedy, I'm helping put a man on the moon, sir. <laughs> you know, and... Nice. Yeah, but that's what you just said in your way mm. with your business we help them achieve their targets yeah you know you didn't say we we clean the desks no. we we help our clients perform we help them feel special in their environments mm. we very help. very powerful we make a client shine we make we help, look there you go we help to make the client shine. There's another pun in that. You're cheeky, uh, aren't you? I'm sorry. Things? Yeah, but it's good because sometimes they, these little things can remind yourself of, of great, great truths. Um, and, and there's another word, truth. You know, true to yourself, true to other people. Um, and respecting people more than, you, more than you love money and things, you know? Uh, respecting yourself more than you love money. Respecting yourself and other people. More than you love money. Oh, yeah. I like how you you know respecting yourself and other people more than you love money. Just break that down for me. Respect is what a person feels valued is when a person feels valued that they feel like they're worth something. Too many people don't feel like they're worth something. You know they become a number, they become a cog in the business or whatever. They're not appreciated. My guys are cleaners, so this is not you know it's a it's a dirty business. It's it's like a, it's, it's the worst of the worst jobs. You know it's not nice sometimes. Um, and ultimately, so what can I do to make them feel respected, to feel like actually what they're doing is fantastic? And, you know, so I make sure they feel respected. Now, paying someone well and paying someone what they're worth or more is a good way of reminding them regularly that they're respected, paying them the minimum wage, which I don't even know what it is because I've never paid it because um, it's always far above that. But paying them the minimum says, I respect you, the minimum can do. So, you know, I, I, I worked out a way in business to try and, Increase the profits uh, by reducing the time that we're out on site, by having the best people, so I can pay the people better, more. They're happy, I'm happy, clients happy. You know, it's a win-win. And as, as uh, I think, uh, but, uh, what's his name? Um, everyone's a winner, babe. Who sings that? Everyone's, everyone's a, a winner, winner babe. babe. Yeah, you know. I, I can't remember who's who, uh, who's singing it, but it might come to us. Put it in the comments. Put it in the comments, yeah, give us a comment, there you go. Yeah, Put it and, in the comments. and having goals, I mean, goals are important. Set yourself big goals and big dreams. Um, what would you say to someone who says, I don't like setting big dreams because what if I don't achieve them? Hmm. I don't think like that. You have to think positively. You have to think a can-do attitude. When you employ people, you get can-do people, right? You don't get people who are negative. Uh, if someone says that, you try and help them out, you try and spin it, you try and put a positive into it. Someone says, oh, it's hot today, it's lovely, you know, it's a great opportunity to wear shorts, you know, just put a spin on it. Uh, um, it is a really nice short sleeve that you're wearing. It's real, it's super dry, and, and you look cool. But you, you did arrive looking like Tom Cruise, to be fair, in your black uh, leather jacket as well. That's after I've taken the shades off. Yeah, that was after the shades, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so, I, I mean, the thing is, it's good to feel good how you dress. You don't dress for other people to show off. No one cares about that. 
dress how you feel happy, dress, you know, dress just to be comfortable in yourself, enjoy life, and get the important things. We talk about goals as well. You know, when, I, when, I, when I see the word goal, the first two words, first two letters is go. You know? Go for it. All. Put it all in. Go for it. I love how you goal. just break things down. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I remember things, because I remember after. So when I see a goal, go. Go. No holding back. Pressing forwards. That's, it's the, that's the same kind of self-talk or affirmation that you've got when you walk through the door into the prospective new customer, isn't it? Goal. Yeah, because that's my goal. I love that. Yeah. Ne- uh, in all of the years I've been coaching, I have never heard that. No. I've been in around coaching for 30 years. I know, and you know, everyone always, every day talks about goals. No one's ever said that. No. It's... Maybe you should trademark that for Luke Murphy. Maybe. Get a book. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, and when I look at my challenges, I remember when I was diagnosed, and there I was, you know, because often it's at a point where you've got some challenges, and this because you don't imagine someone's got this at my age, right? So it's like, oh, we must have this, must have that. So, What's the average age for getting Parkinson's? Oh, it's like seventy plus, you know, something like that. It's not, it's not my age. Um, it's, so this is called Parkinson's young onset. But I was, uh, you know, there I was sitting in my lounge. I was having breathing therapy. Speech therapy, okay? Because ultimately with Parkinson's, it slows you down, stops you, you start going downhill, and you can't communicate and all this stuff. Years on, what year are we in now? 2023, that was 2016 or 15. I'm still rocking, I'm doing better now than I was then. So when it comes to speaking, and that's why one of my goals is to be a keynote speaker. The irony of someone with Parkinson's to speak. You know what, I've, I've heard about this, so... I've heard that you've done a few keynotes. Yeah. We've... Standard ovations from the crowds every time. Why, every, what, what, what is it that people love and admire about that? What do you give people when you do a keynote? My aim and my goal with the keynote speech is obviously to try and give something back to people, but to make people feel that they're, they're getting a bit of my story and find out what their story is. What I do is I create my story every day. One of my goals, sorry, we're talking about goals again, but one of my goals was to become you're going to laugh at this and I told my mum this when I was diagnosed right because she was crying and stuff and I said mum I want to become the most famous person in the UK with Parkinson's and she said let's just try and get through tomorrow you know but the truth is I think it's possible and that's through keynote speaking I, I believe it yeah let's because, help you do it yeah and when it comes to asking directly it's things like we've got um, we've got a fantastic BizX next year so then I'll say to you I'd love to be able to keynote speak at that event and your answer will be? I'll let you know. That's a yes. You've got to remember. <laughs> a no is a maybe, and a maybe is a yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so BizX is a fantastic, and I went there four years ago, early on, just started, keen, just started with Action Coach. I was sitting there with Tiny Chopper, and I went there, not because I could offer anything at the time, my business was tiny, but I wanted to envisage myself on that stage. I said to Matali, two things. I want to know what I'm going to win, where I'm going to be on the stage, obviously, and I'm going to, I'm going to speak because my, I've turned the way, I've turned around. Speaking, uh, from being helped to speak to now speaking to people and helping, communicating the challenges, communicating the the, the issues, communicating uh, things that can help people in their lives to really achieve fantastic things and great things in life every day. Keep creating your story, keep writing your story and telling it. Yeah, look, one thing that does strike me about you is you really care. Yeah. You know, your level of respect for other people is, is really high. I've seen that, you know, when you're in around other people. Let's talk about this for a second. UK Entrepreneur of the Year. Yeah. What do you attribute that success down to? A lot of work, a lot of hard effort, um, strategy. I'm not, the, I'm not the best business person in the UK, but I knew how to be the best person for that competition. Pretty good on sales, aren't you? I like what you said to me. That's a yes. Yeah, it is a yes. It's, okay, what did I do to win that? Obviously, I had statistics. We'd grown 640%. We'd, um, you know, from the previous year, that year I'd helped 39 mothers back into work, despite having challenges. Um, you know, we'd done all sorts of things. It's nice though that, isn't it? How you put 
that positive human spin on that. I helped 39 mums back into work. Yeah, Because that transforms 39 families. Absolutely, big time. And, and we pay our guys every two weeks to help them with cash flow because it's not easy, that sort of thing. We pay more. I was told when you start a business, a cleaning business, pay as little as you can get away with. My decision was I pay as much as I can get away with. Flip it on its head. And you... You know, do you know what? I know, I know one of the former owners of Domino's Pizza, and he had exactly the same philosophy. Cool. You know, and he proudly says, I lifted the, the, the wages across yeah. Domino's. By the way, what, what Domino's Pizza were, what is your favourite Domino's Pizza? Meat Feast. Meat Feast. Ooh, I like the barbecue, Texas barbecue chicken. Yeah. Okay, my children always order that, and I order the Meat Feast Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really get you, don't they, with that garlic sauce and the dip. Fantastic. And you get a free shoehorn every time. It's fantastic. <laughs> you even get a free shoehorn you know? every time. Yeah, but that was in the bin. And sometimes you've got to look to the depths of, of things but no one else is looking for yeah. opportunities. My opportunity to get me to that meeting there was in the bin. It had yeah. been rejected by everyone else. Just say it again, what you said. It was really beautiful. This piece of cardboard helped you win a £500,000 deal. Yeah, 411, yeah. 411, sorry. But there'll be variations, so we'll probably be closer to that by the end of it, yeah. Okay. And, See, and opti- optimism again, hey? Yeah, well, yeah. That also is going to be 800 homes. 800 families are going to live in that which need homes. It's also going to be a cinema. It's going to be commercial. Do you, just once again, like you did with the, 30, the 36 or 37 um, mums that you put back into work? 39 that year. 39 that year. You did it again then on the people that it's going to impact. Yeah. I walked out of that job centre. I knew. I didn't know where I was going to get my client from, but I knew where I was going to get my cleaners from. I went to the, the next morning, went to my daughter's playground, and I knew I needed six mums. Okay? And I said to six mums, I had no contracts. I said, I have a cleaning company. I'd already designed my car and stuff. Logo. You, you, you'd already got your card. Yeah, not, not that one at the time. <laughs> you ain't got any customers yet. No. I had a, I had a, I had a, had a home page of a website that I created myself. No, no other pages within that. And I said, I have a cleaning company. Would you like to clean for me if I, if I find you a contract? And they said, yes. Great. Two weeks later, I found a, co- a contract to clean a hotel, 100 hours a week, got six months back into work. That was my first little target. Later that year, like I said, it was to clean those towers. So then we got, uh, that was 2,000 hours of cleaning to clean all of that. And that was over, that, so my first major construction cleaning contract was a six-figure thing, uh, project. My target the year after that was to clean the shard, and I did that in February or late January. The year after that was a heron tower, we got that. Amazon, it was to be on Amazon, got that. Keynote speech, that's coming, you know. And, yeah, so, and I, and I use this opportunity to talk about speaking. I was, I was speaking at um, Manchester... So Leicester Football Club, 500 entrepreneurs at the Entrepreneurship Awards. And you know, the, the people said, Luke, I've been to a lot of keynote speeches. They said, we could go to loads of these events and awards, but I've never heard an, that is, you know, and a keynote speech that is the best I've ever heard. These are top people, top brass people. Some of them have got multi-million pound companies around the world, you know. And that's special because it means that it's, I've, my, what I've done has impacted their lives and what they will do will impact many more. And sometimes life is not about what you can actually do, it's about the ripples that you create. You're definitely creating ripples. Yeah. And you're definitely on the journey to becoming the most famous person in the UK with Parkinson's. Yeah, quite quite remarkable story. Like, what would you say to someone that's that a business that's that's struggling right now? Keep pressing on. Surround yourself with good people, surround yourself with positive people. People that can uh, help you achieve things, people that can agree with you, people that can also hold you back if you need to, the right people. Um, think outside the box, you have to, otherwise you'll conform and you'll become just regular like everyone else. Reset your goals, perhaps. Um, and go. <laughs> go. Yeah, that's right. Just go for all. Get up and go. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just change your whole outlook. I mean, so struggling, struggling from what? Is it profit? Is it... Uh, you know, um, but surrounding yourself with positive people is so, so important. 
you know, I have fantastic people around me. Um, partly because they, I've I've learned to tell my my story, my dreams, and people have taken on that and they help me achieve that. Clients help me achieve that. They pay me on time and things, because they know that actually what I'm trying to do is pay my cleaners. This isn't about can I be paid a so I can just buy something nice or so I can delay a payment to another client. These these guys need you know food, they need rent, and that means a lot to me. And they're individuals and they have lives and they've and we're all equal. Uh, there's nothing more special. I've just been blessed with the opportunity to be the boss and the CEO, and uh, and so you know we 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 have a sort of sense of order to, to move forwards. But ultimately, in life, we're all equal. In fact, they're actually more important than me. Yeah, look, I think I think you are a, a shining beacon of integrity as well. But I think you just care about people. It's really coming through right now. I mean. I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this or not. I kind of want to. I mean, what what is the prognosis for you? Well, I was told you've got ten years till you can't move, but I'm going to defy that because I'm moving now. I, you know, my my Parkinson's professor got the top one because he was I'm quite a young, good case to listen to and stuff. He said to me, Luke, every time you come and see me every six months, he said you you seem to have achieved more things. He said this is not normal. I mean, I I go there for and it becomes a therapy lesson for him. It's like um, he says. I don't go there saying, oh, I feel bad, it's a challenge getting out of bed or get cramp or whatever else, you know. Uh, I talk about the things I've done, I pull, pull the cut-ins, I sent in the Amazon Prime thing, I take my big trophy. I mean, look, for anyone who's not seen the Amazon Prime thing, I really recommend to watch the journey that you went through for those 18 months. On Amazon Prime, yeah? Yeah, business as unusual on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's, and, and you know when we hit the Christmas number one as well don't forget the most downloaded business documentary on Amazon yeah it's incredible for December and January um, and that's nice because it shows that people related to it and people wanted to hear more and see what they can achieve despite the odds but also because of because as I say my challenges actually propel me forwards what should hold me back and slow me down speeds me up and propels me forwards yeah the, uh, at BizX this year we we did have some at Parkinson's as well, Ronald Fiennes. That's right. And, you know, he got massive standing ovation. Well, he got standing ovation from 1,400 people that were there. Yeah. And the, the thing is, it's because he connected with the hearts. He did, yeah. yeah. The difference between success and failure and achievement is about a foot. The difference from here to your heart. Okay. And I believe that if you can get into people's hearts and you can really make an impact, that's where you actually make a change. And that's what you do with your staff, yeah. With their mums at the school when you drop the, your little girl off for school. That's right. Yeah, you, I'm looking for the first six cleaners. Yeah, we're gonna not gonna need customers yet. But we'll up next week. I'm already advertising for a site which I haven't won yet for a contract that I haven't won yet. I put the advert out yesterday for a site that we haven't won. We're still tendering for because I believe we'll get it. See, that is a remarkable example of what the the sales books called assuming the sale. Yeah. But you you've already visualized it, you've already owned it, you've already won it, you've already achieved it. Yeah. And that came the same when I won the UK Entrepreneur of the Year. That night I stayed in the hotel, everyone else appeared in the morning. I stayed there because I knew it took me a challenge. I laid out all my stuff in my hotel room, right? My bow tie, my, my Superman cufflinks, all out there like looking good. I felt like a pop star, superstar, okay? So in the morning I woke up, looked, saw this great. I then came downstairs, during the night I went downstairs into the hall, the auditorium. So there were 70 tables there, all 70 businesses which were in the finals. They'd all done presentations, uh, all doing presentations through the day. Those companies ranged from like insurance companies to Thames Water, there was Virgin there, there was uh, Manchester United. And when I saw, heard that those two were there a few weeks before, I said, to the, I said to the guys at the head office, I said, I want a table in between Manchester United and Virgin. I knew they were putting up the front. Yeah. And I want to be centre. And sure enough, I got the centre table by the stage. You know? That's, that's called making it happen. You actually are creating your future. We all are. We, we all are to degrees. Now, the people listening to this now, if there's anything I can encourage, is, is take inspiration from how you're doing it. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I do interview a lot of people. Uh, like you, I see a lot of people in keynote um, presentations on stage and learn or read the books. But one thing that's, that is really standing out here is not only are you hardworking, mm. dedicated, committed, mm. 
going through pain, not only are you doing all that and achieving great things, you're doing it with humility, compassion and love. Lots of love. You know, it's important to be things. You've got to be good, be, be inspired, be great, and, and aim for those things. But the most important word there is actually be. Who are you going to be? You've got to be someone. You've got to be great. You've got to, you know... The end, the, the, where you end up sometimes lands on certain things. But you've got to be... I mean, to be or not to be, that is the question. You know? Shakespeare was right. Well, look, the great Jim Collins, he says... Um, he wrote the book Good to Great. He wrote several books. Very good. You know, top, uh, top person on the business growth and development. And uh, he talks about leadership. And he says a level five leader leads with um, uh, personal humility and professional will. Yeah. And you've definitely got that. Do you consider yourself a leader? A leader, yes. Not a follower. What's the, what's the difference in your mind? Um, in my mind, as I've observed, I don't know what percentage, but let's just put something roughly, 90% of people are followers. We're taught in school to be a follower. You know, you're, they see you as an empty vessel, let's fill them up with knowledge. Let's fill them up with this and that. What they don't tell them, and they don't teach them is the why, the inspiration, aspiration. They don't teach them the be, who are you going to be? You know, not what you're going to do, who are you going to be? Keep, keep developing, keep, keep making, keep being someone, and keep building, and uh, that's, 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 that's what it is. Keep growing. And like I say, always aiming ahead, shooting above your, what people expect you to be. Yeah, the underdog, I love, I love underdogs. I love surrounding myself with underdogs as well and helping them up as well. It's important that as, as you ride, you take people with you. And, uh, you know, I, back to the UK Business Awards, I basically had loads of pen printed, really good quality, high quality pens. And that night when I was wandering around, I went into the judges' rooms, they had all the hotel pens there, and I swapped them all out with integrity cleaning pens. Every judge, and there was about 60 judges, uh, 30, 40 judges, I think it was, they all had integrity pens, and they were marking everyone's papers with my pens. So when I walked in, they looked at the logo, and they looked at me, you know, and said, oh, nice pen. And I remember when I, and so they, they marked my paper and everyone's papers with integrity cleaning pens. Uh, I, I, had a, I had a banners in the building, so they're walking past, you know, integrity cleaning subconsciously, they saw me. There's all these sort of things that I did. I, I knew my, my cufflinks, Superman cufflinks were on. You know, no one, Superman no, cufflinks? Yeah, no one saw, no one knew about them, but I knew they were there. I know someone else that wears Superman socks. That's pretty <laughs> cool, isn't it? But again, no one knows they're on, but he, he knows they're yeah. on. I mean, I don't go wearing my underpants. And like that. you, he's a sales pro. Sure. They're just these little things, little, little bits of fun, you know? There's plenty of things. And belief, isn't it? You believe it. Yeah, of course. I, I, I said to the guy, I gave him a camera. I said, well, can you film me when they're, when they're reading out the, um, you know, the, the, the finals? Because okay? I knew I was going to win. And I said, just aim, aim a bit higher. He said, why is that? And I said, just aim higher. Because okay? I knew when they called out my name, I got onto my chair and stood up. I was there and it was framed. And you see the, the footage of me. It's right there. Me on my chair. I'm doing what people don't expect with Parkinson's. People say, oh, you know, what's he doing? Straight out there, because in the morning, that's what I do, I wake up in the morning. When I eventually get to my feet, I put my arms in the air, stretch, you know? And I say, thank you, God, for today. Please make me useful for the day. Make me someone. Give me the opportunities. And then you crack on, and then there's seven steps, and yeah, it's, it's tough. And, but you can make fun of it as well, you know? Make fun, be inspirational, don't let things hold you back. Um... And uh, little steps can achieve great things. I've got some quick questions for you here. Okay. What's your favourite book? The Holy Bible. The Holy Bible? Why is that? Because it's got the answers to everything in life. How to be, to be positive, to achieve things, to love people, to be inspiration, to learn from people's mistakes. Oh, nice. And what, what about your favourite business book? Or personal growth book? Um, that would be favorite. I think it would be. I'm trying to remember now with my mind. Um, is it think? Think and grow rich. That's it. Thank you. By Napoleon Hill. That's it. Exactly. 1937. 
I was listening to it on the way here this morning. Yeah, I mean, still pretty much the most widely accepted leadership philosophy of all time. Because it, the, the, the answers have not changed. It's in the mind. He knew that very early on, which is fantastic. Really, really nice, yeah. All right, then. What's your favourite movie? Favourite movie, 300. Spartan. Against all odds. You know, I'm a Spartan. You're a Spartan? This yeah, is, I'm a Spartan. 100%. This is Sparta, you know? I am Sparta. <laughs> this is Sparta. We are Sparta. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, it will grow old a bit with graphics and things, but the, the whole th- story of it, fighting to the end, I love that. Yeah, 300. And there's going to be people in life which will let you down. I love your answers. Very nice. What's your favourite music? Uh, favourite pop star ever would be Michael Jackson. I also like Pink Floyd, you know. Yeah. So a bit of a range there. Uh, and, uh, you know, jive and things, yeah. I mean... Um, I interviewed on a previous interview uh, Michael Jackson's bodyguard. Okay, cool. Yeah, I should get him back on, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you can learn... These people are often misunderstood hugely, but the greatest people are always a bit different. They normally are. They're rejected and things misunderstood, but they achieve great things. They crack on despite the odds. And uh, that's obviously with Michael Jackson. And let's not forget some of the great composers. I think, is it Beethoven? He was deaf. Beethoven? Yeah. I mean, imagine that. Composing when you can't even hear. You know? That's fantastic. But he turned his weakness into strength. And it's there for forevermore. Could listen to you all day. All right, so if you could have a, one superpower, what would it be? The one superpower that I would have is actually something that we all have the ability to do and sometimes take for granted and others speaking. Disability to speak. I'm, I'm grateful that I can speak. I'll just have a speaking therapy. And so it's not a usual superpower, but just the ability to speak, to communicate and help other people. Beautiful. What about your favourite holiday destination? Madagascar's got to be on there. Have you watched the movie with the kids? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's fantastic, you know. There's uh, Madagascar too as well. Yeah, there's that, yeah. Kenya, Mombasa, um, Serengeti, I've done those. Well, why is that your favourite, Madagascar? Uh, it's just like that island just off of Africa, and it's Africa, but it's not Africa, and it's just fantastic, I think, you know. Yeah. A lot of unexplored areas there. It's beautiful. Fresh fruit. It's just gets all your senses going. Yeah. Uh, so that that's probably. And are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm a night owl, but I'll do what I need to do. As an entrepreneur, it often involves burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. Night owl, because that's the time when the house gets quiet, and that's when you can achieve great things. Um, it's a point well made and you know now you've grown your business you've probably got more time as well with other people doing this stuff what about if you could have one day in somebody else's life anyone from history or current people that you might know or famous people if you could have one day in their life who would you choose it would probably be Noah I love the story of Noah because he was given he had faith and he was stuck up from the rest. Everyone else was against him. And yet he was given plans and an idea that it was going to rain one day. And he started building a boat, even though it didn't rain. You know? And he built a massive structure. And those people who wanted to could come on and be saved. And most people didn't believe in it. And they suffered. And what was that at the end of it? A rainbow. Oh, man, I'm getting goosebumps here. Seriously, I'm... Because that's what you do. Yeah. That's what you're doing. That's very kind. That's how, that's how you've been talking throughout this whole interview. You know, if it, which day would it be? The day that the, the day that it went out, or the day you had the idea, or the what day would be. You know, when you read it, you find out actually there was no way of closing the door, okay? Because of the plans there in the Bible and Genesis, whatever it is, um, and there's no way of closing the door. He had to have faith. He had to build his structure. He had to have faith to the end that the hand of the Lord would close the door. That's the point because his wife would have been saying, "Come on, just put a pulley on it," you know. His sons have been saying this, but he didn't. He had faith because he knew start to finish, alpha to omega. And we have to do that in our business. Grow, take plans, go to the end, even when no one's coming with you. Who've been the three biggest trusted advisors in your life? I've had some amazing people, and it would be a shame to miss out some, but I can just list some. 
Natali Chopra as a, as my um as my coach for action coach. She's inspirational. She's helped me achieve things. She's been patient and so on. So God bless her. My wife, she's my rock. Uh, against all the odds, she's always stood beside me and she's there for me. Um, she tells me the truth. Of course, my parents have in, 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 integrated and instilled some fantastic things into me. And I'm meeting some great people now. I mean, I could list them, but there's some people. There's one guy called Chris, Jen, um, business person, and he's a great friend. You know, it's important that you can become friends with people as well, not to see what they've got, what they can give you. What can they actually give you? What can they actually give you to help you be, to help you achieve things? And hopefully you can achieve great things with them too and help them to be. Really nice. I could keep listening to you all day long. If the listeners could do, could or should do one thing yeah. from this podcast, what do you think it should be? Tomorrow morning they need to wake up. Sorry. They need to dream big tonight. And they need to wake up and chase them. If you're listening to this podcast right now, tonight, dream big. Tomorrow, wake up and go for it. Chase the dream. That's right. Yeah. Very nice. You know, I'm struggling to find out what my favorite part of today was. I, I actually think it's your warmth, your humility, your love, your care for other people, and your willingness to do what it takes and go for it. That's right. I take that 30% and give 100. I take the 30% that I'm capable of and I give that 30% everything I've got. You are uh, a shining example of the 100% commitment in. So what's your favourite bit of today? Um, the opportunity to speak, to share, to hopefully inspire, to hopefully... I look forward to comments, I look forward to seeing how people have responded to this, to how it's changed them, to make them feel like, not they can just help themselves, but who else they can help around them. Because when all said and done at the end of our life, what have we done, what have we achieved? Well, you made a few quid, so what? You know, you've got a Ferrari, well, that would be old and things. But what have you actually done? How many lives have you impacted? How many people have you changed? Have you been able to take your challenges and your strengths and hopefully reduce other people's pain in life? give them opportunities. So that's what I try and do every day. And I try and inspire other people to do the same to other people that they know that I'll never meet, but we can keep sowing seeds. Well, uh, on behalf of everybody listening in, Luke Murphy, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. There you go.